Are you hanging around the right people with the right energy? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Come on. Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Ah, yeah. My name is Tracy Brinkman. And push it out. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my dark horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of entrepreneurial energy learning. I'm your dark horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, or perhaps you're one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here hitting you with another big episode today. Today, Billy Bat shares how you can learn some valuable skills from your dark times, why finding your tribe with that right energy is so bloody important, and why you should not only learn, but do and teach as well. Plus, I'm going to let you in a next interview episode's guest who is one of the most sought after advanced strategists in the entrepreneurial game. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal, business, and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family, today's guest, as I already told you, is Billy Bat. Now, Billy has gone from 13 years in the streets and oil fields to building a six-figure business and now rubbing elbows with multi-millionaire entrepreneurs. And actually, I think he's on the verge of a billionaire entrepreneur as well. Billy is also the host of the New World Marketing Order podcast, where he shares everything he's learned about entrepreneurship, productivity, systems, as well as mental toughness so that you can win, plain and simple. Now, here's the thing. You see, it was the beginning of 2015 and Billy lost it all. Every damn thing he had built up after getting off those streets, working eight long, hard years in the oil fields of northwestern Canada. From that experience, Billy swore he'd never go through that again. Not today. As I mentioned, Billy is running a successful marketing agency, a top-rated podcast, a virtual sales team, plus he's helping other build their sales and marketing systems for companies around the world. And most recently, he's become the CRO of multiple companies as he kicks his entrepreneurial game up to a whole new level. All right, Billy, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur, man. How you doing? Man, happy to be here. I know we tried to book something a little while ago, so um, it's been like six months, I think, or eight months, and, and a lot has happened since then, and I'm really excited to get into it here today. Amen. I know we had, we actually, when we were, we chatted together last time, we had a great conversation. I, we just, I think we agreed it wasn't, uh, it wasn't worthy of our, our listeners. It was probably safe not to put it out there for them, right? <laughs> 100%. It definitely had to be rebooked. Amen. <laughs> amen. So let's get into it. Let's, uh, I want to step back and, and let you tell your story, that good, the bad, the ugly that brought you to yeah. where you are today and, and why you love doing what you do so much. Yeah. Well, first off, I'd like to thank my mom. <laughs> <She> <laughs> brought me into this world. Um, so yeah, we can start there. No, um, 
So I'm I'm from Canada, East Coast Canada. When I was younger, you wouldn't even understand my English. It was like an Irish English, uh, believe it or not. And then I ended up moving over towards the city where I was, uh, you know, you bring a country boy to the city and, and I still lived like I had no rules. And uh, it got me in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, I ended up on the streets. I ended up, uh, you know, leaving home uh, because of disagreements between me and my, my father. And then um, I ended up in a gang, man. I ended up uh, down a very dark road. We can just say that. And mm -hmm. from that very dark road, um, I decided, uh, you know, when I was 18 years old, all my friends are either dead in jail or doing crack or heroin. And, and uh, I, I fortunately wasn't. Um, and, and so I, I made the decision. I was well on my way. I had a couple near-death experiences and said, I'm freaking leaving. I collected the money that was owed to me and threw my phone in the water and left. Um, I packed up everything I had in a two-door Tiburon. And I drove 36 hours across the country to start working in the oil field. Um, and I thought I was already mentally tough. Boy, was I wrong. Um, I say I, my first shift, I was making $15 an hour, did 97 days straight, one day off and 66 more. That was my first shift. Um, I learned a lot. I was working 12, 16 hours a day. Some days I would fall asleep still in my coveralls. One thing I do have to, you know, congratulate the oil field. I worked there for about eight years, um, on and off. Well, a lot more on than off. We'll just say that. And by the time I was done, I have, uh, you know, red seal tickets for pipe fitting, welding. And uh, I, I was making good money. Uh, I had a daughter on the way and I was like, well, uh, and the oil field crashed. And I was like, well, I need to figure something else out. Um, so I picked up a book, uh, which is unheard of from a lot of the guys in the oil field. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up a book. It was the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Um, and then I read that book. Then I read the Be Obsessed or Be Average. Then I read that book. Then I, I bought uh, the recording of his, uh, of his Growth Con, Growth Con 1. And then I attended Growth Con 2. And I was four rows from the back at Growth Con 2. I probably got my ticket. I think it was for the 297. Uh, I committed to getting to Vegas, never been to Vegas. Uh, I don't even think I, how do I, I'm not even sure if I even been to the States at that point. Uh, no, I don't think I did. And then um, went to Vegas, four rows from the back, and the energy from the room literally just changed my life. And I was like, these are the people that I need to be around. I need to be, I need to be around these great, amazing, inspiring, entrepreneurial, you know, um, I guess you could say the black sheep of the world that want to change the world for the better. Right. And so I changed my whole life around, uh, you know, um, I barely even drink anymore. If I do, it's just a one-off kind of deal. Uh, heavily into the gym, always studying, growing teams. Um, and now, uh, you know, the next year, I was uh, four rows from the back to four rows to, from the front. So uh, not a, the total 180 from, from the hard work ethic. And now I'm the CRO, uh, and I run uh, for multiple roof and solar companies. I do the recruitment. I do the marketing systems, follow-up systems. And I also uh, consult agencies that work with contractors. I got my hands in some software, um, growing businesses. It's uh, literally, I love what I do now. My team management, my leadership, um, I study it every day. I'm learning, growing. I still live like I know nothing. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I still do. <laughs> so now that's where I am today. I'm down in Florida. I'm back and forth here a lot. And I'm... Uh, 
just doing doing the thing, man. Just getting it going, connecting with really awesome entrepreneurs like yourself, Zach, Mike, right, um, all those guys, right? Uh, Mitch, Mitch is. I actually hired Mitch to be my fractional CMO a while ago to instill nice. some things into my head, and you know, like I still just get people to. I still pay for coaching. I still, I still, uh, I pay to be in proximity. Is what it is. I pay for masterminds. And, and the more that I pay for things and the more that I help, the more that I win. I think there's a huge lesson in there. I want to I want to come back to that one in a minute. I think one of the and you said this in jest. I want to thank my mom. And, uh, you know, gosh, obviously your, your mom had to play the impact. But you, I saw a video. Uh, gosh, it was probably on Instagram or something like that. When uh, Snoop Dogg was getting an award and he leans into the microphone when it was time to give his little speech. And he goes. I'd like to thank me for doing all the work. I'd like to yeah. thank me. And it, he made a great point that while it's great to thank all these people that help you get to where you are, at the end of the day, it was your ass that did all the hard work to get to where you are, to knuckle yeah. down, to get off the dark road, to get off the alcohol, to crack open a book, uh, to go to the, the, the events, you know, and, and turn that knowledge into action, right? Yes, it was all me. <laughs> it wasn't mom it was all me no really it was mom <laughs> yeah no mom i call when i don't know how to make her special gravy yeah uh, you know um when it comes to the hustle when it comes to that like it's probably in the genetics but it it was me um yeah. it's still me um but i'm also but i i'm putting myself around the people to help take me to that next level to open up my mine but at the big found from the foundation it starts with you amen oh. amen and and i think you you hit on uh the, the other point you you said obviously you you picked up the the 10x rule which is a great book if you if anybody listen hasn't read it yet you need to pick that sucker up um because there's a lot of great tidbits in there and then you start going to you know you you got to obsess or, or be average and then yeah. you go to uh, growth con but in in all of that i think what you're grabbing is you were stacking that knowledge you were taking in action and then you got around the people, which, yeah. you know, that energy that comes with being around the right people, the people you vibe with, you know, whether yeah. they're completely different from you in every other way, but, but man, they've got that energy that you just click with. You're like, this is it. This is my, my, these are my people. And then yeah. it, it's like everything changes. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. And I still continue to, Put myself in front of, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm networking, I'm in masterminds where people are doing multi hundred million dollar exits and, you know, the, these things and they're showing you how you don't really know how close you are to making it to where you always dreamed of, you know, and that's why the, that's why people say, you know, there's that saying, you know, you, you, un, you overestimate what you can do in a year and you underestimate what you can do in five. Right. And um, it's only been, It'll be three years since I've been uh, since I quit the oil field in December. And so if you hear that and you think about it, you're like, it takes four years to get a journeyman Red Seal ticket. I spent eight years in the oil field. I got two of them within six years, but you move up a bunch when you get the first one. Right. Right. So if you imagine all that work that I did there and I did a lot of work um, and I'm doing a lot of work now still, but. I, I could take a chill pill if I wanted to right now. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't, I want, I want it all for many reasons to help give back and, and all the things that I want for my, my daughter. 
but a lot of people really don't they don't understand how far you can come in five years if you if you grind it out for five years strong i've seen some people when i first started in this industry um that were only like two years into this a little bit longer than me and they're doing insane things and then we're doing insane things now and then there's some people who started when i started and they're not even doing anything more than when they started when i did and that all comes down to persistence and work ethic i think at the end of the day the the magic bullet is doing the work yeah i i totally agree Uh, let's let's dig one dig one layer deeper in that one there if so you got someone out there who's you know got their hustle on they're grinding away Uh, is there a tipping point you know they're they're listening they're going you know i am i'm grinding i'm getting up at oh dark 30 i'm rolling out i'm hitting the gym you know but there's a do you think there's a tipping point when someone says finally i get it or you know it starts to you know, the sky yeah. opens up. Yeah. So doing the work is, yeah, there's, there's more than just doing the work. Um, you need to also learn, you need to be studying. Like it's, it's five thirty EST where I am right now. We're on a podcast. Everybody in my office is not doing anything after five thirty PM because they work in the office. That's what they do. Um, but they're probably at home watching TV and just hanging out. And you know, some people that's okay. Right. But, but for the people that it's not okay for, well, you need to be getting yourself out there as much as you can, recording things, publishing content, but also you need to be learning and taking golden nuggets and implementing them in your business. So I, I scroll through some, I, I, I literally have unfollowed anybody that I don't resonate with or support or like on any of my pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't follow you. I do not garbage in, garbage out. Right. right. So. I, I do that for a reason, but I also follow people that I admire and I respect their advice. And so when I am scrolling through it, I'm not just scrolling through, oh, yeah, we can find some deals on there or, mm-hmm. or, or we can see things that are like, we can post things to get our, our content out there. But then you're going to find the little nuggets even there. Even, even when I'm scrolling, I want to find something. I want to learn something every day that I didn't know to make it click. And I think not just learning something, but learning then implementing that, yeah. that knowledge. And, and the best way to do that is also teaching it. So I have stuff that I learn, fresh new content, and then I'll bring and teach that to my team or I'll teach it to the people that I consult. And then I will, what it'll do is it'll literally ingrain that piece of knowledge into my brain because I learned it. And then I put it into action. I taught it and then did it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think the, the next piece of, that really comes into that is uh, when you're teaching it to someone else, uh, they may learn differently than you or have, obviously they'll have different experiences and, and, and background to you. So they may ask different questions than you would have asked when you learned it, when you did it. So it almost teaches you more by teaching it to someone else. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're going to get a couple questions and it might even be things that you misinterpreted or, or didn't even catch at that. Because, you know, some our brains are all wired differently. Some people right. learn from seeing, some people learn from, you know, touching, some people learn, you know, and being hands on. Some are from listening and hearing. So when you get other people's perspective in that sense, uh, you'll, you'll, it'll definitely open you up to hearing other people's perspective or seeing other perspective or feeling their perspective you know and you can even tell when somebody thinks that way when they're when they talk about how they know things you're like man i feel like this or i've been seeing this yes 
or I've been yeah. hearing this. And you know when they and a lot of people don't know that, but when you when you hear people saying it like that, or when you see it, or when you feel it, that's that that's how you know that that person learns in that yeah. way. So it's pretty crazy how you know, and some people see things in their mind, and some people see it as words or 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 a smell even brings up a memory. It's crazy the human body. It is. Isn't it's nuts. And I think, I think that almost comes back to, it loops us back to the, the energy thing we were talking about. There's something to me about being amongst like-minded people, right? And, and who cares if they, you know, if they don't vote like you or they don't go to the same church or whatever, but they, they, they almost think like you, they have that same kind of vibe. And when you're all hanging out and, and riffing on that kind of thing, uh, it, it's like these amazing ideas come out of the air and hit you in the head. Yeah. And one thing I would like to say about that too, is also, um, energies. I want to talk about energies for a second. You know, it crazy that you brought that up because I literally, um, I was, so I went to that mastermind from the mastermind. I met a couple of other people from those couple other people. You get invited to other things. And literally this last weekend I went to Tampa, I drove or Clearwater Lake, um, went and met with some people there. We did a little mini event with an energy healer, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to drop her name because she likes to keep it to herself. It's an invite only kind of thing, but cool. Uh, so she actually worked with Frank Sinatra. She worked with Cher. Um, she she works with a lot of speakers. Um, the speakers will will pay her to be backstage at at uh, at their shows sometimes, and obviously she'll get a nice little pay cut from that, which is awesome. Sure. But one of the things we did is we had people that were believing in the energy, some people that weren't believing but were invited, some people weren't sure. Uh, she's cured people of cancer. She's cured all kinds of things like from energies, uh, cured sore necks and 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 bad hips and and literally that all comes down to energy in the level that you're able to access it at. That's why they have these things called grounding where people like to wear their bare feet on the ground, mm-hmm. with the energy of the earth. And, and when you start to notice positive and negative energies, and that's just like surface level stuff. Um, obviously you have like meditation and the energy from within and digging internal and, and it's crazy to even talk about this stuff, but when you start digging in and you come into things with an open mind and you're just willing to accept what the knowledge that other people has with a with an open mind and you learn real quick, energy is super huge in a lot of this um, in this entrepreneurial world too. Like, you know, when like say when there's a big celebrity or a big, big speaker, when they walk into a room, you you know, they're in the room. Yeah. Before they before you've even seen them. And that's how tapped into their energies that they are and, and the way that they glow. And, and when they walk into a room, everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants and is attracted to that energy on another level. And that's a really big thing there. No, that's huge. And I think uh, back in the day, they used to call that like the X factor, right? Oh, he has that X factor. And, and, and I think there's... Well, there's called it X factor? Yeah, that used to be, I mean, I can remember back in the 70s, they were saying, oh, he's got the X factor. And they actually, what they made that show, um, you know, it, it, it was, a, it would, they actually, there was a show on there, a, a reality-based show. It's much like America's Got Talent, only they called it the X factor. They were trying to tap into that old coined phrase. Yeah, 
it's crazy, right? It, it's cool. You know, I've been lucky enough here recently and I, I made a connection and uh, I got in, I'll call them celebrities, you know, uh, you know, the, the guitarist from, uh, the, but uh, Steve Miller band. Uh, I got to interview him and his wife who was, uh, you know, with, hung out with the Beatles. And I got to interview a, an actor who was in, you know, the uh, Escape from Alcatraz and done a bunch of other things. And you you feel the energy they have. They have this different creative force about them. And, you know, it, it's much like you were saying when you're amongst these entrepreneurial folks. Some of them have are, are just pure creative energy. Some of them are all hustle and bustle, uh, what I call a, a structured energy. They're, they can take your creative energy and just kind of stack it and piece it together and get it all organized, which is a, a whole other energy in and of itself. Mm, yeah, there's so many ways to go about it. There's negative energies, there's positive, there's some that's... Right. There's some that take and some that give energy. It's, it's wild. Um, and that's, you know, I didn't even expect to go down this rabbit hole. A little bit. <laughs> it's what's, all good. What's new? Um, but yeah, like, and, and I'm really big on that now. Like when I, so w- with me, when I make a decision with somebody or when I get a, your gut uh, feeling or anything about it, it's either a hell yes or it's a fuck no for me when it comes to anything that I'm doing anymore. Right. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. I know what it's like to be out of alignment. I know what it's like to, I made one decision where I had a gut feeling. I didn't follow it. it cost me almost $100,000 at the time. Mm. Uh, and, and it left me down to $400 in my bank account, just enough money to get back from LA to Canada. Mm. Um, so, and that's a whole nother ball game. But that was because all because I didn't follow my gut and listen to the the feeling of what I had from the energy, the negative energy. I was like, ah, should I? I'm like, because I was so focused on what could be instead of what was. Here's a, here's an interesting question. So I'm going to go back. You had your, your dark path, right? So you were, you were running the streets, connecting with people. And for me, and and I've been there too, right? I I did the whole, uh, I wasn't in a gang, but I I ran the streets and, uh, you know, slang some, uh, some powder and, and what have you. So do you think that experience taught you how to read people and connect with them, even though you were doing it for different reasons? Yeah. Yeah. I had to judge people within 10 seconds of meeting them pretty much or, you know, or is this kind of going to kill me or rob me or, or am I going to get ratted on or, um, yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like there's, there's, there's nothing that's ever like personally that's taught me knowledge about people like that. There was a pure instinct, learning instinct there. And I think also, you know, cause I started from zero there a couple of times too. We had wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Um, taught me a lot about perseverance even when when the chips are down yeah uh, yeah and like and that's one of the biggest things i was literally talking with uh one of my guys about this literally an hour and a half and we we're talking about that we're doing it i was like man that's one of the things that i got that a lot you know like i compared it to me being in the gym and i was like well you know i might not be the biggest guy in the gym but i definitely will stick around longer same than that than the bigger guy. yeah um, i you know i'm a i'm a firm believer of of you know, consistency went all day. Consistency went. And, and, you know, I'm not even the biggest player in these games right now, but I'm starting to get it. My name is getting out. Nice. I've seen it. People are hearing it. People are following the podcast. People are, you know, people are messaging me, man. Like, how can I work with you? People are, you know, the things are starting to, you know, and that's, not, and that's been already happening for a little while, but, you know, I don't let it get to my head either. Um, right. 
and and I don't slow down just because I got a you know I got a couple wins in already this week. It's Tuesday, but we still got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday left of this week. And you best believe when I get off this podcast, I got some more work to do. Amen. That's fire right there. Yeah. So all right. So obviously, yeah, you're on the dark horse entrepreneur. You have had to have that dark horse feeling in your from your past, right? Yes. How do you break through that? How did you break through it? Or how would you guide someone else to say, dude, I know you're feeling like the loser, the underdog, the dark horse. How do you crack that? Well, so it all depends on your current situation because everybody's in a different situation. And I know a lot of people that are that have been in dark past that I've helped get out of dark past. And I know a lot of people that have, have helped maybe I think almost 50 people quit their job and go full-time entrepreneur at this point. Um, and, and it's just something that I do. And I did that just as a personal thing. I, this is not, I've never made any money off of this. It was just me talking with somebody and felt a connection and wanted to help them and strategize the way for them to quit their job and go all in on themselves. Um, I'd say one of the first things first is, is obviously, recognizing where you're at like like are you at that point where you're recognizing and willing to change like if you're at a spot where you're deep dark in some shit or or if you're here for your or you hate where you're at you need to recognize and state the fact that you hate whatever it is you're doing and you need to be like i am gonna change for something for the better i'm gonna make that decision now first you need to you need to you need to be so firm and set burn the bridges right burn the ships burn the ships burn the bridge you need to you need to figure out a way to burn the ships and burn the bridge by making that decision and committing to it first and then you might need some me time you know yeah. you might it's it's not easy it's not an overnight process this is not something that just you just wake up and I'm a fucking changed man. Right. Now, this takes work again, back to the work. You need to make that decision and be like, okay, now what am I going to do? Where am I going to learn it from? Who am I going to go see or, or, or what path do I even want to be on? I don't know what path I want to be on. And you're not, you're not going to know. It's you've, you've at least make the decision to start if you're in a bad place or if you're not where you want to be, or if you hate, where, where the hell you are in your life. You need to acknowledge and make a decision to do something different. You might not know what that's going to be that moment, but then you need to move into that direction. And, and you need to be willing to reach out for help from somebody that you know that is doing something that you want to do or, or at least can point you in the right direction. And you need to be willing to you know, put that ego and your pride behind you and go for that hey, man, I've made a decision in my life. I'm changing this, this, and this, whatever that situation is, drugs, alcohol, hate my marriage, hate my job, whatever it is. Right. You need to reach out to somebody that you know, trust, or like, or at least someone you admire. You know, you never even know. You could DM somebody on Instagram and don't even know, and that person might help you. You could talk to a family member. If you don't have family members, maybe a friend, maybe a friend of a friend, and then, and then, and seek a little bit of advice of a way to start moving down another path. Now, nobody said that this is any of those things are going to be easy, but I know from what I've seen and what I've helped people do um, that this is the best way to at least start Mm -hmm. figure it out from there, no matter where you are. Um, I, I, I started only, I think maybe four years ago up until then I was perfectly fine 
drinking, partying, and working in the oil field. Uh, working in the oil field and partying whenever I would get off every 20, 30, 60 days and then didn't even care. Didn't care. And then I had my, my daughter was on the way. And then that's when I, I made the change. So that was my why. That was my reason why. And maybe you might need a, something that big. But I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even in my radar. Right. right. I didn't even care. I was like, sure, I'm making decent money. And I didn't care at that moment. I need, I, you know, I, I, I even say this to some people. I'm like, I don't, I didn't even know what the word empathy meant until, <laughs> until I had a daughter. Um, biggest blessing ever um, for me. And uh, so moving forward, um, yeah, I would start there by committing and making that decision and, and understanding and recognizing being real with yourself of where you're at. Like, right. take a look in the mirror. Is, it, is that where you want to be? And if it's not, and if you're not on the way to where you want to be, you need to take a step back. And, yeah, and- I think I think that uh, th- those those last two right were really fire on the, on a, a key topic of um, looking in the mirror, right? Looking at that man or woman in the mirror and going, "Damn, what's up?" Right? Um, and and I really liked your advice about uh, picking a direction, committing to that change, whatever it is. Right. Hey, I'm going to go this way and then just start going that way. Commit to whatever direction you want to go in. And I think one more thing, when you talked about reaching out for the help, you may have an idea that, hey, I want to do X, whatever X is. Oh, I want to be a motivational speaker. Well, maybe you find someone who is a motivational speaker and you start doing something for them, putting up flyers, helping them with their website, whatever it is in exchange for some of their knowledge, right? Just kind of tap in, get get your foot in the door and whatever. You just start, you know, working an angle from there. You know, who cares if you're getting $5 an hour or, you know, everything you think you're worth. Uh, it, get Being able to get that door cracked open to get that inside information is key. Exactly. Yeah. And like, like I think the, the commitment part is probably the hardest part. And yeah. It, it's not easy. Yeah, no. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? Amen, brother. Yeah. So, um, you know, commitment and and commitment is a lot less, um, a lot less. I guess you could say it's it's not around as much as it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it is, and you know what? But but you know what? You know what? It is easy. It's mm. easy to spot the ones who can and can't. Ah, this is true. Right. It makes it easier for us to make decisions because Gary Vaynerchuk was right. He's like, well, you know what the internet does exposes everything can't lie can't lie people know. right people know and that's it they'll find you out really fast you may fool them once right yeah. you you can get anybody to buy something once yeah it's getting them to buy that second product that's going to be real the real test yeah so i actually had somebody i was on a call with was uh he's looking for investors for for a prototype of something that he's building mm-hmm uh, and he and he was like he told me his idea before signing an NDA with me. And on the second meeting, and we talked about us building marketing systems and also connecting them to other people and stuff. He's like, you know what? Uh, I was advising you uh, not to pay anything because it's a scam. And I was like, I was like, you know that's a fucking. I was like, you probably did your homework. You looked me up. You and you don't have the money, and it's okay. You don't have to call me a scam because you don't have money to invest in yourself for something that isn't built. Right. And, and he's like, and he just sort of he didn't say anything, and I knew by the look in his eye mm-hmm. that that it wasn't a scam because you know people call people scams all the time. It's just a, it's a little it's an easy scapegoat, right? Uh, 
I think for some people and um, those people actually, you know, anybody who has that mindset uh, or not even towards just me or to anybody, like if I hear something, Oh, that person's a scam, but I know that they never did their research. That's a big red flag for me. I don't yeah, know. I hear you. So, so I want to, I want to tap your marketing brain. I want to be mindful of your time Uh-oh. here. No, uh, I, I'm going to tap your marketing brain. So I, I know you, uh, you've got the podcast. What is that? New World Order Pod, or Marketing? New world, New world Marketing Order. New World Marketing Order. Okay, there we go. So and yeah. we, I want to get you to talk about that in a minute. So, but for the things are changing so fast nowadays. I know, yeah. you know, heck, I've been around since computers were invented. I know. Of course, the yeah. beard, beard cool. makes that obvious, but I yeah. just, I watch things change at such a rapid pace and new tools and everything. What if you were some new entrepreneurs going out there saying, Hey, I got this cool product. I need to get it out to my audience. What would be your first bit of advice for them? So obviously I talk about the, what's awesome, what's sexy about my product. I compare it to my competition. I'd make little mini video clips I transcribe those clips and turn them into blogs. I'd add some keywords in there to get some SEO and post them on some other places. I'd I'd get a one page, at least landing page built. And then I'd also build out and I'd also start DMing a lot and adding a lot of people um, on my Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, I make so much money in the DMs. It's hard. It's hard to describe. That's why my, my profile pictures, my profile uh, says professional DM slider. (laughs) It's not a joke. It's not a joke. I make more money. I make more money on my DMs from DMing strangers than I do from actually posting content on my profiles. And, and you know, and and I probably could make more if I, I I'm actually working on a nice little structure right now from a from a guy who wins with it. But I don't just do it. Then I teach my my team how to do it. So if I do a hundred DMs a day, let's just say I'm I don't do that anymore. But let's just say I do, and I teach my team how to do a hundred DMs a day. And then I show them how to get more profiles set up. So now they're doing 200 DMs a day. And then I hire another couple of appointment setters. Now we're doing 700 DMs a day. And out of those DMs, we're converting around 20 to 30% to appointments. So if I'm converting a bunch of appointments, right now my one sales guy, he's he's had 18 meetings every single day this week. So one of my sales guys, that's just one. And then we're getting with our paid ads, and our DM strategies, we're getting appointments set for less than $8 a pop right now. Wow. For our marketing services that our packages sell from anywhere from $2,500 up to $31,000. I could literally go through 200 appointments and I wouldn't blink an eye if we didn't close one deal. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going through 20, 200 appointments and not closing a deal? Of no, I, I imagine I imagine you probably got a close rate. Let me guess, in the 40s? Would that be too high? That'd be too high? Um, it's been a little bit of between 40 and 60. It jumps depending on where my lead sources. I kind of figured it would be in that range. Yeah. 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 My, my lead, my closing ratio is pretty good. Uh, my closers, uh, closing ratio is anywhere from 20 to 35. And he just started with this, this, we're just talking about the one guy. This is just one guy. He started with us about three weeks ago on a second week. He closed two $5,000 deals, uh, 5,000 collected and 30K in contract. That's on the marketing side. That does not include our our roofing, uh, our roof guys right now. We just hired two months ago. We hired four rock star sales reps. They just closed 21 deals in nine days. So that's $80,000 in profits, around $400,000 in revenue. Nice. That's, that's fire. One, that's one company with, well, that's one of the ones on the CRO for. 
Um, then we have stuff in the real estate industry. We're helping people get Google ads grant. Like that's another thing. Um, getting $10,000 a month for your nonprofit, you funnel it to your for-profit business to donate to your nonprofit. Take $10,000 a month on free money every single month for the rest of your life. It's a pretty good deal. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Of course you would. I got one going right now. We're starting up four more. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. All right. And, and, and you know, what's funny is I ask that question on occasion of folks that are, especially really those that are focused into the marketing arena like yourself. And I always anticipate, and I think this may be one of the, the barriers that so many have, um, mm. but I, I keep thinking that somebody's going to pop up this gem that nobody else has talked about. And I'm, I keep finding, and correct me if I'm, if this is not the truth, you know, it's, it's not magic. It's doing, like you were saying, it's the consistency. I do these same things consistently. I know how to do it and it yeah. works, everybody. Yeah. So I'm going to say one thing that I notice a lot of people do, and this is what I'll, and you'll probably take it, someone will take a gold nugget of this. Everyone builds that first revenue stream and that first revenue stream and they start getting going. I'm making 2,000. I'm making 5,000. I'm making 10,000. I'm making 20,000. I'm making 30,000. Making 50, 100, whatever it is, right? When they first start. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is they get this bright eye freaking deal. I need another revenue stream, huh? I need another one. And the issue is, this is the issue. They want another revenue stream and, and you know, it's awesome, but they forget to systemize the first one. Yes. So because they're too far involved in their first revenue stream, when they pull off and go into the second revenue stream, the first revenue stream starts dropping. The second one raises. They almost lose their other business because they didn't put the right people and processes in place. So before you go to that second stream, have somebody else managing the first one. And make sure it's systemized and processed to the best of your ability without somebody hands-on and then put someone hands-on that you trust and pay them a salary or commission plus salary or whatever you want to do to manage it. Yes. So yeah. you can scale that one while building another one and having spend in a couple hours a day on that one. And then rinse and repeat, ladies and gentlemen. Rinse and repeat. And that there is, uh, that's how she goes. So um, I think that's a Canadian saying. Do you guys say that I'm in America? That's how she goes. That's how she goes. Is that, oh, oh, this is how you do it. No, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> All right, Billy, I want to be mindful of your time. I definitely appreciate you coming on and hanging out. I know you got other things you got to gr keep grinding at, but I want folks that if they want to connect with you and they want to check out your podcast, where do we want to send them to? A new world marketing order.com for the podcast. Um, you can literally go on Google, Google Billy Bat Leads or Billy Bat Marketing, or you can go on Facebook, search up Billy Bat. It says now hiring in my profile picture with my face on there. If you can go to LinkedIn Billy Bat or Instagram Billy the Bat, because I can't buy the handle. I've been trying to find it from the guy <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, so Billy the Bat, I might switch it to Billy Bat Ads, ADS, Billy Bat Ads. So if you can't find Billy the Bat, put Billy Badad, B-A-T-T, right. by the B -A -T -T. way. B-A-T-T. All right. Well, I want to make sure we get those links in the show notes so people can just click right over and check you out, my friend. Uh, Billy, again, thanks so much for coming on and hanging out, man. Yes, you too, Tracy. Always, always, always a pleasure. All right. There you go, my Dark Horse friends and family. Billy Bat dropping some energy-packed bombs on us. What thoughts resonated with you? Well, here's some that kind of clicked with me. Thought number one, 
Your past does not have to define you. Yeah, right out of the gate, Billy began sharing his story, as all my guests do. His time in the gangs, his time in in the oil fields. And like so many of my guests, Billy didn't just become a success. Nah, he had to earn it. He had to bust hump and work for it. He had experiences in his past that he used to motivate him to make a better life, to create a better business, to become a better man, a better father, boss, etc. You see, Billy, like myself, and perhaps like you, was not handed the world on a silver platter. Ah, uh-uh, no, no. He, like me, and again, perhaps like you, has had some dark times, some very dark times. But we refuse to let those dark times define our future times. Instead, we use those past events as reasons, motivators, and even launching points for what we truly desire to have in our lives. I'm going to share some more thoughts on this in episode 229. Your past does not have to define your future. Thought number two, find your tribe. Billy shared how after the bust of the oil fields, he knew he had to figure out his next path, a better path. This led him to cracking open the book, right? The 10X rule he mentioned. Then attending a seminar and a mastermind, even multiple masterminds and so on until he finally was at a conference of entrepreneurs and bam, he felt the energy that resonated within him. He had found his tribe. He had only found it, well, let me say, he only found it because one, he began openly, honestly, and sincerely looking. And two, he pushed outside of his past and his comfort zone in his search. This one act, or actually these two things put together, but this one act led to a series of acts that led him down the path that he truly desired and I think he deserved. He went from sitting four rows in the back to sitting four rows from the front amongst his tribe. So how can you find your tribe? Well, I want to spend a little bit of time sharing my thoughts on this in episode 230, Simple Steps in Finding Your Tribe. Thought number three, learn, do, and teach. Billy shares some of the wisdom that I have, uh, I've been pretty passionate about for some time. And that wisdom, like I said, learn something, then do something, then teach that something to someone else. Remember Billy said, live like you know nothing, right? To this end, I'm going to have to agree 100% to be a consistent learner of those things that move you, that move your life and your business forward. Then do them. Don't just learn them. You got to put them into action in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in your spirituality, whatever it is. Then the final step of this amazing success triad is to teach that which you have learned and done to others. I want to share a bit more about this when I go live in the Dark Horse Tribe Facebook group, right? I'll probably do this one on Tuesday. And I think we're going to call it the success triad. Learn do teach. Finally, thought number four, tap into your energy. Billy went ahead and he went there with me, right? We went off on a little bit of a tangent. He shared some of his thoughts about people and their energy. Billy knows that there's an energy around all of us, or at least he didn't say those, but he was talking about energy in such a way I felt he knows that, right? It could be a good energy, or it could be a bad energy, or it could be even be like a, a blah energy, like, ugh, you 
kind of weak, but it's an energy that is there nonetheless, right? Perhaps you give it another name. Maybe you call it mojo or gut feeling or a hunch. But since you're listening to this podcast, uh, even all the way to this point, I'm betting more than likely you've experienced what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? You you were introduced to someone for the first time and bam, you got that feeling from them like, oh yeah, I am totally going to vibe with this person or bam, oh hell no, get this person away from me right now. They haven't even done you anything right or wrong, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? All right, well, you have an energy yourself, my friend, right? And I want to dive a bit more into that energy, and we'll do this in another live in the Dark Horse Tribe Facebook group on Thursday, when I'm going to chat about signs that negative energy is a key factor to you as an entrepreneur. And then we'll probably... go in a little bit longer on this particular live as to how you can become more productive by managing that energy and not just your time. All right. So what inspiring ideas, tips, or thoughts that, uh, you know, Billy shared resonated with you? Hmm? Yeah. Think about them. whatever they were. Take a moment today and write them down. Physically write them down onto a piece of paper, into a journal, not just typing them into a notepad. You could do that too. There's something really, I don't know, just something special about taking that thought out of your head, out of this podcast that's now in your head and turning it into something real and tangible on a piece of paper. Anyway, put them down, write them down today. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to go put them into action, get out there run your race, get your results, and then come back and let me hear about them. I'm serious about this. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. Heck, maybe you can be sharing the microphone like Billy and all the others I've been lucky enough to bring on here. Speaking of others I bring on here, next week's interview episode guest is Gina Suzanne. Now, Gina is one of the most sought-after event strategists in the entrepreneurial game. She's known for helping businesses double their income in mere days with strategic live events. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and the inspirational stories from the guests I'm lucky enough to be able to bring on here. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a five-star rating, write some kind words in the reviews, ask questions, leave suggestions. I read every single one of these reviews and it's also your way of telling those podcast platforms out there that you are getting the value. So they'll lift us up a little bit in the rankings so that we can reach more entrepreneurs just like yourself. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.